This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. All right, let's go to work. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus, the ESPN app, and your smart speaker. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear on the Goodyear Hotline. Greeny out today, so alongside Courtney Cronin, I'm Joe Fortenball. ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. College football is back, and so are the fans. Return to glory with Fansville by Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve five days from today college football week zero kicks off headlined by a showdown between the nebraska corn huskers and the illinois fighting illini 17 days from today it's the start of the nfl regular season with the dallas cowboys traveling to tampa bay to take on the defending champion buccaneers on thursday night news from the national football league surfacing out of foxborough as the new england patriots have announced that cam newton Quarterback Cam Newton traveled to a club-approved medical appointment that required him to leave the New England area. He received daily COVID tests, which were all negative, but due to a misunderstanding about tests conducted away from NFL facilities and as required by the NFL NFLPA protocols, Cam is now subject to a five-day entry cadence process before returning to the facility. So, Newton will continue participating virtually in team activities, Courtney, and he will return to the club facility on Thursday, August Thursday, excuse me, August 26th. Not exactly an ideal turn of events for an individual involved in a quarterback battle with rookie first round pick Mac Jones out of Alabama. No, and remember what Bill Belichick said earlier this morning is that someone's going to have to play better than Cam to effectively win that quarterback job. Well, isn't your best of ability availability in the NFL? And couldn't this be a chance for Mac Jones to gain some ground in that quarterback competition? And, you know, to be fair here, it doesn't sound like there was any sort of negligence of, oh, I'm not testing, whatever. You have to test at the NFL facility through that bio-reference trailer uh, effectively to, to, to make sure that you stay in league protocols and are compliant with COVID-19 daily testing. Now, daily testing is done for unvaccinated players, and I don't know if Cam has said he's vaccinated or not, but I think you can infer that from what this is. You know, he's a veteran. He's been doing this for a long time. He knows this offense. He's already had a year in this offense. So him having to participate participate virtually isn't the same as if it were a Mac Jones or an, another young quarterback who's in the system for the first time. But it certainly is not an ideal situation for Cam as he's trying to lock this thing up because we know that it's not locked up in New England at all. Every little piece of information counts when it's a battle between two individuals trying to win the quarterback position. It's one thing if Mac Jones is a second or a third round pick. It's another thing entirely when the Patriots took him 
in the first round. From the quarterback situation in New England to two well-settled quarterback situations beyond, the Green Bay Packers fell 23-14 to to the New York Jets in preseason football over the weekend. Zach Wilson, rookie quarterback at a BYU, completed 9 of 11 passes for 128 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions, didn't take a single sack. Wilson, again, looked very polished and very comfortable in the pocket as the starting quarterback for the New York Jets, Aaron Rodgers noticed how well Wilson played from the other sidelines and had this to say about the rookie signal caller. I, I got to know Zach a little bit uh, in the offseason, uh, had some conversation with him. He's a good young kid. You know, I really like his disposition, his mentality. He can throw the heck out of it. You know, he had a really nice throw where he kind of broke the pocket, broke contain, moving to his right, threw it way down the right sideline. That's the kind of stuff he's going to need to do. You know, as we saw this week in practice, they got a lot of young guys. Their front uh, offensive line still needs to gel together. I said, man, you got to, you got to be on your footwork and make sure you're dealing that ball because you know, there's growing pains as a rookie for sure, especially on a team that struggled last year. But excited for him. I'm approximating here, Courtney, but if that's Aaron Rodgers giving 150 words worth of analysis on Zach Wilson, that's approximately 150 words more than he's ever given to his own backup quarterback, Jordan Love. What do you think of the situation with Rodgers complimenting Wilson? (laughs) Well, to be fair, earlier this week, Zach Wilson was talking about, you know, fanboying over Aaron Rodgers and just how cool of an opportunity it was to be in the joint practices with the Packers. And, you know, I'm sure that that was Rodgers returning the favor, seeing a nice compliment towards himself and and looking at Zach Wilson and saying, yeah, you're going to have a good career here. And also, Jordan Love has a sprained throwing shoulder, so he didn't play in in the preseason game on Saturday. So let's put that all, all that context out there. I think it's very obvious, though, to Aaron Rodgers and to the Green Bay Packers that Jordan Love's going to be the backup quarterback here. So, you know, he's had 28 snaps since Green Bay drafted him in the first round in 2020, and that was last last week, the first week of the preseason, against the Houston Texans. Kurt Bankert uh, started Saturday because of that injury. And, yeah, he was probably more productive against the Jets than Love was against Houston, but... You know, even Matt LaFleur saying that he doesn't foresee this thing going any other way, that Jordan Love has done enough to be the backup quarterback for the Packers. And I don't know if you're ever really going to get much out of Aaron Rodgers when he's talking about anybody playing behind him. I mean, you heard the comments this offseason where he was very forthright and honest about Jordan Love and that, you know, he didn't put himself in this situation to kind of be you know, between two feuding parties. But I just don't think you're ever really going to get Aaron Rodgers to be lauding the guy behind him who's probably going to be taking over for him in a year if all things go right. No, no shot whatsoever. But Rodgers has his place cemented, and he's looking forward to a big season. Zach Wilson has had a big preseason. He's certainly raising the bar, at least when it comes to expectations for what Jets fans should be thinking this season. But careful now, because that week one showdown in Carolina against the Panthers is going to be a bit trickier than people realize. It's easier to go inside the box scores from last year and take a look at the fact that Carolina ranked 18th in both total defense and scoring defense last season. You think to yourself, all right, well, the Panthers are a team Wilson's going to be able to move the ball against at least a little bit. He should have some success. But remember something. This is a defense that ranked far worse than that two years before. 
Matt Rule, the new head coach who's entering year two of his tenure in Carolina, is a defensive mind. That's where he cut his teeth. That's the side of the ball he came up on. And he lost Luke Keekley, his best defensive player, the captain of the defense, and they still took steps forward to rank 18th in both scoring defense and total defense. So what did they do this offseason? Well, they went out and spent a first-round pick on J.C. Horn at quarterback. They signed Hassan Reddick at linebacker, and they made a couple other moves as well. That Carolina matchup is going to be intriguing for Zach Wilson and the Young Jets early in the season because as Wilson continues to play better and better in the preseason, you're going to have Jets fans getting more and more excited about his expectations when the games actually matter. Yeah, absolutely, and that's... I think that that's the whole part of the equation here, right? Like, you're talking about the future here and that it is, you know, it's a day one situation. Like, there's only been a few quarterbacks in the preseason, these rookie quarterbacks who have actually started um, and been the guy, the presumed guy since day one. And that, you know, for the Jets, that is Zach Wilson. So there's a lot to be excited about there. I think if you're a Jets fan, obviously you get, you know, get dealt with a blow, um, you oh, know, the Lawson last, injury last was, week. That was terrible. It's awful. I mean, you go sign him as your one of your top, um, you know, free agents that came along recently, and then this happens. So, you know, but there still is a lot of, I guess, cautious optimism. I mean, I know that Jets fans listening are probably right now are trying to tell me that I don't know what I'm talking about because they've been suffering for a very long time, and I'm not trying to. <laughs> downplay your suffering, but I do think that Zach Wilson brings a lot of intrigue and a lot of excitement, and that should be, you know, that doesn't need to be tamed just yet. I think that you can go ahead and be excited about Zach Wilson. Download the Overheard podcast for curiously delightful conversations overheard around National Geographic's headquarters, presented by the City Advantage Platinum Select Card, the card built for your next adventure. She's Courtney Cronin. I'm Joe Fortball. We're in for Greeny here on ESPN Radio, which is presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests appear on the Goodyear Hotline. A quarterback who finds himself on the hot seat even though he hasn't played a game yet in the preseason. Should we be concerned? That's next here on ESPN Radio. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call ClickGranger.com or just stop by. Greeny, 
the podcast. DeGreeny on ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus, the ESPN app, and your smart speaker. Alongside Courtney Cronin, I'm Joe Fortenball. We're in for Greeny today. 13 minutes from now, Dan Orlovsky scheduled to join the program, and we'll ask him about this. Courtney, I find it interesting that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the defending Super Bowl champions, a team that went on their bye late last regular season and then came off it and immediately won eight straight games, four to conclude the regular season and then four through the playoffs on their way to a Super Bowl victory, have decided that they're not going to play their starters during the preseason, at least through two games. Okay, that makes sense. You brought back all 22 starters, first team that's won the Super Bowl to do that, I think, ever. And if not, it's just the second team in history. But ultimately, you're in a situation there where you know what you have and you want to preserve health. Conversely, the New York Giants did not win the Super Bowl last year. They didn't contend for a Super Bowl. They've been a bit of a mess since they won their last Super Bowl. They're not playing their starters either. And in fact, quarterback Daniel Jones, who suffered a serious regression from his rookie campaign in 2019 to last year's campaign, when he completed just 62% of his passes with 11 touchdowns and 10 interceptions in 14 games started for Big Blue, hasn't taken a single snap this preseason. What are the Giants doing? Is this the type of team that can afford to rest their starters in the preseason? Some of them, yes. Saquon Barkley, slow yes. play that all you want. Understand it completely. He's coming off of a knee injury. He's your franchise player. That's fine. Daniel Jones has not taken a single snap in the preseason since 2019. This guy is not Tom Brady. Year three for him this season is going to be incredibly pivotal, not only to him and with whether he's going to remain the quarterback of the New York Giants going forward, but for Dave Gettleman, who has had 15, 15 wins in, in an only a handful of seasons being with the New York Giants as a general manager. I think that you absolutely have to play this guy in the preseason to know what you have there, to make sure that your offense can gel when it, you hit week one and play Denver. Like To me, I don't understand the belief that every starter sits in the post in the preseason. Certain circumstances, like we mentioned with Barkley, sure. But outside of that, you know, you have a lot of injuries. You know, Kadarius Toney hasn't played. Your first-round pick. Kyle Rudolph, who you signed in the offseason, still dealing with a foot injury. So there's circumstances that make sense and others that don't. Jones is not dealing with an injury, as far as we know. So why isn't he out there? You're trying to figure out this offensive line, which has been in a rebuilding phase for, I don't know, the last six seasons. Um you're trying to figure out if that unit can protect your quarterback that's actually going to be taking snaps under center this season. So why not put those pieces together on the field in the preseason to actually see what you have? I, I just don't buy it where you're like, oh, we've seen enough in preseason practices to know internally. Because remember, the Giants are one of the few teams in the NFL that outside of one thing at, at uh, you know MetLife Stadium, they don't have fans at practice. So maybe they see something that no one else is really privy to seeing. But I still think that it's kind of a cause for concern right now that you don't have him out there in practices because it's not like he's a top 15 quarterback just yet. Like, you don't have a lot to rest on here if you're the Giants. One of the worst things about being a fan is knowing your team is in a weak, winnable division – and knowing your team is not that serious of a threat to compete in that weak, winnable, aforementioned 
division. Maybe Big Blue turns some heads this season. But if you're coming into this year and you're a Cardinals fan and you look at the NFC West, you got to think to yourself, you got to be kidding me. Russell Wilson, the Niners are healthy again, and the Rams got Matthew Stafford. If you're sitting around in Carolina, you like the fact that you're making progress, but you also realize you're in the division with the defending Super Bowl champions and the New Orleans Saints will not go quietly. If you're a Texans fan, well, you're probably looking for a new team to root for given everything they have provided you <laughs> yeah. this offseason but if you're a Giants fan you got to look around and think Philadelphia's down Dallas's defense is a question mark Dak Prescott's health is a question mark Dallas's offensive line is a question mark Dallas's coaching is a question mark and then you look at Washington my pick to win the division they just check the most boxes Ron Rivera is a solid head coach they've got the best defense in the division Ryan Fitzpatrick is capable of navigating an NFL regular season without turning the ball over 40 times. He can put you in position to win. That is a winnable division, and if you're a Giants fan, you have to look around thinking to yourself, what are we doing? We should at least be in the mix come December. Chris Canty, Super Bowl champion and co-host of DCR on ESPN New York, had this to say about Daniel Jones resting this preseason. Daniel Jones has some work to do in order to live up to being a sixth overall pick a couple of years ago by Dave Gettleman. I'm not one to give away opportunities for development. The best way to get better at football is to actually play football. And the games are going to give you more than you're going to get out of the practices. So I feel like there was an opportunity for Daniel Jones to get some good work in the preseason for no other reason other than to make sure that he continues to put the ball security issues behind him. I am no good at chess, and that's because I've never practiced it, ever, in my life. However, I'm a decent Hold'em player in poker, and because I've practiced a bit, I've put myself in a Mm -hmm. position where I can make some money on that. You've got to go out and get some reps. That's what this comes down to, and we're in agreement on this. Like, I understand the idea that you don't want to risk the injury, but what's the point if the guy's not ready to play? Because if you're a Giants fan, in week one, you're hosting the Denver Broncos. Say what you want about their quarterback situation, Courtney. Those guys can play some defense. Yeah, that's a big problem. And I think what the Minnesota Vikings, a team that I cover, playing the Denver Broncos, realized when they sat 31 players, including all 22 starters, is that that's not the way to go. You need to get guys into a pregame rhythm. Let them get that stuff out of the way. Get a pregame sweat in. Get the jitters out. Um, And on top of that, for a quarterback, you know, last I checked, you know, in-game operations, Joe, are pretty important coming in and out of the huddle, calling protections, making adjustments at the line of scrimmage, uh, telling your receiver he's out of position or if he's not in the right formation, sensing some pressure on blitzes. Those things are important. You can see all of those things in the preseason. So why not have your very young third-year quarterback out there so he can try to check some of those boxes in his own right ahead of the week one opener. To me, it doesn't make any sense. And you can't say that the Giants are so great on offense that they don't, that they're, you know, immune to needing preseason reps. I don't buy that. You open the season with two great defenses against the Broncos and then on the road against Washington. You'll host the Falcons. Then you'll travel to play the Saints and the Cowboys before coming home against the Rams. And two weeks after that, you've got the Chiefs. Yeah, you might want to get some reps in early. Just a thought, New York Giants, which rookie quarterback has impressed the most this preseason. Dan Orlovsky is going to join us next to talk about that and more. She's Courtney Cronin. I'm Joe Fortenball. We're filling in for Greeny here on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. 
Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Greeny. The podcast. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus, the ESPN app, and your smart speaker. Alongside Courtney Cronin, I'm Joe Fortenball. We're in for Greeny today, five days until the start of the college football season, 17 days until Dallas travels to Tampa Bay to take on the Buccaneers for the start of the 2021 NFL campaign. Quarterback battles around the league, all the rage. So we turn to our own quarterback, former NFL quarterback Dan Orlovsky, now ESPN. NFL analyst joining us here on Greeny. Dan, we appreciate the time. In the last segment, we were talking about the New York Giants and quarterback Daniel Jones, specifically how a quarterback in Jones, who's entering a very crucial third year of his career, hasn't played a single snap this preseason. Do you think that's the right move for Big Blue? I would have gotten him some snaps. I think every player ideally wants, you know, 10 plays that are live action. Now you have so much you know, kind of group scrimmages or team scrimmages that you have together when an opposing team is coming in and you guys do the joint practices. But I think every player, ideally, specifically the younger ones, want 10 to 15 snaps of live action because no matter how much you kind of go into practice and try to make it as similar to a game as possible, it's not specifically quarterbacks and just a color blur. A lot of quarterbacks just see blurs running across the field. And so I would have liked to see him get reps, um, I think it's with the addition of the game, 17 games is a really, really, really long season. If you're pleased with the way the guy looks in joint practices, I understand it. But I ideally think most guys want 10 to 12 reps. Let's stick on the news of the morning. Cam Newton is now going to be subject to a five-day reentry cadence because he did not do COVID-19 testing at the Patriots facility while he was away for a club-approved medical appointment that required him to leave the New England area. He's going to have to be doing virtual meetings for the next five days. And this is a quarterback battle between Cam Newton and Mac Jones, Dan, that's not decided yet. Obviously, Cam's been in this offense for a year, but how do you think this is going to affect him in missing these five days or however many practices he's going to miss of not getting those reps? Yeah, I, I think it potentially opens the door. This is a really, really close quarterback battle. And to Cam's credit, he just hasn't opened the door himself. His play has been so solid. But the 
the Patriots have also not seen Mac Jones be the guy for five days in a row or four days, however many practices he's going to miss. I know one joint with, I believe, the Giants. They've never seen him run all the first-team reps. And what happens if this offense hums better with Mac Jones on the first unit? What happens if they click better and operate better? I don't know if it's going to have a, you know, the determining factor, but it certainly opens the door to a very close quarterback competition. And it's an opportunity for Mac Jones to step in and be like, this is my football team and this is my offense and I'm going to show you how. Dan Orlovsky joining us here on Greeny alongside Courtney Cronin. I'm Joe Fortenball. To Chicago we go. The battle between Andy Dalton and Justin Fields continues to heat up. Two-part question. Number one, do you think Matt Nagy should start Justin Fields in week one against the Rams? And part two, to those people who say no, because that week one matchup is against Aaron Donald and the Rams, do you think that's a credible reason to keep him out? I would start Justin Fields in week one. I think Matt Nagy has to. I don't think the Bears need to or, or can. Let me say it that way. Matt Nagy has to. The Bears organizationally can't because their offensive line is so bad that you do get concerned with, is it fair to put him out there against anybody? You know, um, I also I, I look at it like this. The Bears offense needs a creator at quarterback, not a not a distributor. Think of a point guard. They need somebody who can co-create their own shot because the skill position and the offensive line just aren't good enough around them. Teddy Bridgewater, he can go be a, a, a distributor. Tua Tungabailoa can go be a distributor. Brady's a distributor because all those pieces are so good. The Bears need a creator, and that's not Andy Dalton. Is it unfair to put Justin Fields out there right now? Yes, but the context of the situation is a huge piece of this. Matt Nagy is trying to save his job in many ways. So is their general manager, Ryan Pace. In the NFL, you don't get, as a general manager, two opportunities to handpick a young quarterback. You just don't – that's not often the case. You don't – as a coach, you don't get two opportunities to develop a young quarterback. That's just not normal, and they both have that. And I think the pressure of that has got to go, man, can this guy go be 2012 Russell Wilson for us? Because that's what they're going to need out of him. To the people who say, man, don't do it because in week one – They've got to play the Rams, and that's concerning. In week three, they play the Browns and Miles Garrett. <laughs> in week seven, they play – at some point, they're going to ha- – it's the NFL. They're going to have to play good defenses. I, as a play caller, would want a quarterback that gave me the opportunity to put Aaron Donald in conflict with RPOs and zone reads and quarterback run and make him think and make him hesitate. I wouldn't want a standing – kind of statuesque quarterback in Andy Dalton that Aaron Donald could sit there and go, oh, I know exactly where you're going to be all the time. From the time the 49ers reported the training camp on July 27th, there have been 83 questions related to Trey Lance uh, that have been asked of Kyle Shanahan. But the most important one right now, how is he going to know when Lance is ready to start? His answer is that when he thinks he'll give him the best chance to win. What's your answer to that question? Yeah. Courtney, it's a good question. Um, I don't know if you are a parent. I am. I've got four kids. No one's ever ready to be a parent. It just happens, and you figure out if you're good at it or not. And I think that's the case with quarterbacking a lot. Like, who's who's ever really ready to go, all right, go be the CEO of a billion-dollar company while people are trying to snap you in half? You know, it's just you never know you're ready till you're thrown in there, and you figure out if you can or cannot. I think he's got traits that will allow him to survive and then traits that allow him to sur- thrive. 
Um, I would start him because of the second and third quarters of what I saw last night. In the first quarter, I was frustrated watching him double clutch throws and miss throws with his ball placement. It leads to picks. I go, man, I saw that in first the first preseason game. But then we saw him get hot. And I don't even think that we're seeing 5% of what the type of player he is going to be in the regular season because they're not using any quarterback run. That's not only going to help the quarterback or the run game, but they're also their pass game is just going to be so much simpler. So uh, I just – I know what – I watched Jimmy Garoppolo make the same mistake, throw a high ball that leads to an interception. So if I'm going to get that out of Jimmy, I want it out of Trey Lance. And the last part would be he comes into the court in the NFL is taking the least amount of throws in college football out of any quarterback in the last 40 years drafted in the first round. He needs to play. He needs reps. And I would just – I think young quarterbacks are so much more capable of playing early nowadays than many years ago, and so I would play them. Airlines, restaurants, and more have been ramping up their hiring. Who do they turn to? ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter's technology finds qualified candidates for your job, and you can easily invite your top choices to apply. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. Dan Orlovsky, ESPN NFL analyst, joining us here on Greeny. Alongside Courtney Cronin, I'm Joe Fortenball. Tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern on ESPN, it's the New Orleans Saints playing host to the Jacksonville Jaguars. In New Orleans, famous Jameis taking on Taysom Hill for the starting quarterback job for the right to see who will replace the retired future Hall of Famer Drew Brees. Do you see Jameis Winston winning this job, Dan? I do. I think because the best situation for this team is to have the Jameis Winston starting with Taysom Hill as the change-up situation that was very similar to the one that they had with Drew Brees. This is an offense that's going to be, be built around Alvin Kamara in the offensive line. I thought Jameis was really good in the second quarter last week against Baltimore. He kind of got hot. Um, he played a little bit cautious that early, uh, early on, and then he got hot and really started to be aggressive with the football. Um, both of those guys threw interceptions. Taysom's was is a lack of communication. Jameis was because it was essentially a Hail Mary type of situation. So I just think it's more about what Jameis doesn't do than what Taysom does do. Jameis, don't play cautious. Jameis, don't try to be something you're not. Jameis, don't play reckless with the football. If he does that, his talent is so much greater than Taysom's. Um, I think he can win that job. Hey, Dan, real quick on the Packers. Uh, Jordan Love's still dealing with that strained shoulder, so we saw Kurt Bankert uh, in his absence against the Jets this past weekend. But the Packers seem pretty adamant that they've seen enough from Jordan Love, even in those 28 snaps against Houston, that there's not really going to be any sort of battle for the number two QB job behind Aaron Rodgers. It seems like the obvious move, given they spent a first-round pick on this guy, they need to see more of this guy. Is it the right move, in your opinion? Um, yeah, I think so. I mean, at some point he's got to step into some role, you know, um, in some situation to continue to be a part of obviously a big part of their future. So the more that he gets accustomed to the role in that, he, he's at a luxury. He gets, he, he doesn't, he can develop without the burden of winning. And that's a luxury situation. May not need it, but it's luxury. So I think it's the right decision for Green Bay to go about it that way. Former NFL quarterback turned ESPN NFL analyst Dan Orlovsky joining us here on Greeny. Dan, we appreciate the time and the insights. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys. She's Courtney Cronin. I'm Joe Fortenball. We're filling in for Greeny here on ESPN Radio. I love what he had to say about the Chicago Bears when you're talking about Andy Dalton, Justin Fields, who should start and how they should go about it. The Bears are a mess. 
to be in this situation. This is not how you want to break in a rookie first-round pick at quarterback. You don't want people saying, well, one might want to play him to save his job, but the other part of the organization might want to wait because that's the proper way to develop him. That is no way, no way to break in a rookie quarterback. That is no way to run a franchise. You want to be organized from top down. Ownership hires the general manager. The general manager works with ownership to find the head coach. The general manager and the head coach work together to find the quarterback, and those three are aligned. If the quarterback succeeds, the GM and the head coach succeed. If the GM succeeds, the quarterback and the head coach are succeeding, and so on and so on down the list. Teams get into these problems when they go out and they draft a quarterback, but the coach is on the hot seat. Then they fire the coach and bring in a new coach who might not want to work with that quarterback, but he has no choice because management used a first-round pick on him, and now they want to force him down your throat. Ultimately, you need everybody aligned. If one guy in the organization wants to play a quarterback for personal reasons and other individuals in the organization don't want to play that quarterback for team reasons, you've already got yourself a headache. You've already got yourself a problem. You're already at a crossroads. And Courtney, you haven't even played your first game yet. That's not where you want to be. Yeah, and I mean, what Dan said is exactly what it is. You're torn, if you're Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace, between what you want to do and what you should do. And... To Matt Nagy's credit, I mean, the Mitch Trubisky thing fell under John Fox. Let's let's remember that. It wasn't Matt Matt Nagy does get a second shot effectively, what Dan was saying, at being able to develop a potential franchise quarterback, but he was there a year after the reins were already turned over to Trubisky. So effectively, this is his first real shot at it. And you don't want to mess that that up. Think about that that point. You come in as a head coach and you have this quarterback forced on you. So whether Mm -hmm. or not you're able to succeed with him, if he can't play, that is on your resume, despite the fact that you did not draft that quarterback. That's exactly what I'm talking about. That's a great point. That is organizational disalignment. That's the last place you want to be. Well, if I'm Matt Nagy, I'm saying that's not on me at all. I didn't draft the guy. I, I saw what happened in the Sun Bowl and what happened in his very limited time at North Carolina. I knew what I would have been getting to and probably would have X-nayed that situation. But, you know, you only have one shot here. The window is so close to being shut on this management group for the Chicago Bears and this coaching staff for the Chicago Bears where you can't afford to make a mistake in when you end up turning the ball in the offense over to Justin Fields permanently. So you have this luxury. You have a great fail-safe with Andy Dalton in being able to keep him around as a starting quarterback for as long as you need to and not trying to mess up the the development of Justin Fields because, like it or not, Justin Fields is still going to be in Chicago in 2021, in 2022, 2023, 2024, and then, you know, assuming if he's not awful, I mean, you expect him to be great, you drafted him to be the franchise quarterback, you'll pick up his fifth-year option, so on and so forth. He will outlast anybody who's making a decision on him one way or the other. I firmly believe that. But you want to make sure if this was the guy that you hedged your entire career for, that you're going to get it right and that you're going to make the right move that's not only going to benefit you, it's going to benefit the quarterback and the overall health of the position and the franchise. DoorDash here with Summer of Dash Pass. Right now, Dash Pass members are taking $10 off groceries, alcohol, pet food, and more. Need a nightcap? 10 bucks off. Got a cough? Get relief delivered for less. Want to su- surprise your crush? Send a gift and save. Try Dash Pass for free and get special savings, exclusive menu items, and $0 delivery fees year-round. Get more from your neighborhood now with Dash Pass in the DoorDash app. 
and stay cool out there. Terms and conditions apply. She's Courtney Cronin. I'm Joe Fortenball. We're in for Greeny here on ESPN Radio. Trey Lance made some noise in last night's 15-10 to win over the Los Angeles Chargers as the San Francisco 49ers now turn their attention to preseason week three. It's interesting because from the beginning, Niners head coach Kyle Shanahan has said, Garoppolo's your guy. Garoppolo's going to be the guy. And then after last night's game, well, he wasn't as committal. In fact, he made it clear he didn't want to name a starting quarterback. Now, whether or not he's posturing or having fun with the media, the fact remains he didn't say that Garoppolo would be starting week one against Detroit. He didn't say that Trey Lance would be starting week one against Detroit. How do you see it playing out for the Niners? And then ultimately, how long is it going to take before this franchise turns it over to the rookie from North Dakota State? Well, if you're listening to Kyle Shanahan, it's whenever he thinks that his rookie quarterback, Trey Lance, is ready to win games, um, or he's capable of winning games. And we look through this schedule already. They've got those two back-to-back NFC West games early on in the season. Um, you know, you have Jimmy Garoppolo, who's your incumbent starter, who led you to a Super Bowl in 2019. You can slow play this for as long, I think, as you really want in San Francisco until you truly are comfortable. Because, you know, that is probably the hardest division in the NFL this year. And you don't want two early games to throw you off to where you're playing from behind, playing Seattle from behind, playing, you know, the Rams from behind. Who knows where the Cardinals are going to fall into that mix. And so as you look through their schedule, um, I remember looking at this back in, you know, when the Vikings schedule came out because they do play out in San Francisco. It's the Thanksgiving weekend. So what is that, like week 10? Um, When I thought about that, I put a number of different things into – the equation of whether the Vikings would end up seeing Trey Lance for the first time. A, it's past the trade deadline. Do you have a situation where a team needs to trade for Jimmy Garoppolo because they need a starter and they, you're confident at that point that you can trade, that you can trade him and and enroll with Trey Lance and be in a position to contend for a Super Bowl. Outside of that, have you, has Jimmy reached the ceiling and do you need to to turn the, to turn the reins over of the offense to the guy who you drafted to replace him? If you can answer both of those questions, and I think, and, and it leads you to an answer that shows later in the season when you look at your crystal ball, I think that that's probably what you end up doing because there's really no easy way to do it early in the season that makes me think it's something you want to do for week one. I just don't see it there. Jimmy, in my opinion, is a starter week one and probably through at least the first quarter of the season. The schedule sets up perfectly for Kyle Shanahan and the Niners to ride with Jimmy Garoppolo, a quarterback who helped guide this team to the Super Bowl just two years ago, a quarterback who's more than capable of winning games in situations where the team needs him to drive them down the field at the end in order to win. We saw it against New Orleans two years ago on the road in one of the best games of the season. Week one at Detroit, you're a seven-point favorite. You can go to Detroit and beat the Lions, and you don't need to play great in order to do that. Week two, you're going to Philadelphia. Anyone see how they played preseason football last week? (laughs) Still looking for a point. One of the worst performances of the preseason. Granted, it's preseason, but the Eagles are going to struggle this year. That sets you up to be 2-0 with two road games off your plate and Garoppolo leading the charge against the Packers at home in Week 3, followed by a showdown at home with the Seahawks in Week 4. Let him determine who's going to start at quarterback. If he goes out and plays well and they win, you're fine. No one's going to question you. If he goes out and struggles and they lose, 
people are going to want to see Lance, and then you're going to have a decision to make. But ultimately, you're in a spot now where you can let Garoppolo get it done, and he should be able to get it done given his defense, his coaching, his arsenal, and the opponents he's going to face the first two weeks of the season. The Cleveland Indians defeated the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, of California, of Los Angeles last night. 3 nothing in the Little League Classic. This Sunday Night Baseball Recap is brought to you by Samsung Galaxy. Get ready for the Samsung Galaxy Z Flip 3 5G and Z Fold 3 5G. Pre-order now at Samsung.com. Cam Newton scheduled to miss five days due to COVID protocols. How do you think, Courtney, that affects his chances at winning the starting job in New England? They will be hosting the Miami Dolphins in week one. Yeah, I think what Dan said about that actually leaving the door open now for Mac to emerge a little bit further, because Cam's not done anything to, sh- to, to create leave that door open himself. But this absence now that you're dealing with and the fact that he's going to have some virtual meetings and not get those reps, I think that that could potentially change things as far as Mac Jones proving to coaches that this is your team for X many days as Cam New- if Cam Newton is not there. Will it be your team by the end of the third preseason game? This, you know, to me is not a good situation and, and one that Cam Newton probably wishes he could have avoided because you don't want to miss those those final reps of the preseason before they have to make a decision on who the quarterback is going to be. Prediction time, 8 p.m. Eastern tonight, the conclusion of NFL preseason week two. The New Orleans Saints will be hosting the Jacksonville Jaguars. Famous Jameis Winston versus Taysom Hill. Who plays better? And when you and I are back here co-hosting Greeny tomorrow morning, starting at 10 a.m. Eastern, who's going to have the edge in that quarterback battle? I still think it's going to be Jameis. I can't see Taysom Hill more than, uh, I don't want to use the word gimmicky, but to me, he is a situational quarterback for you, somebody that you use in certain packages. I feel like Jameis Winston, for all the flaws, has a lot of other good qualities that they're probably looking to unleash within that offense. Entertainment value. It's got to be Jameis Winston strictly for entertainment value. The ability to make a fascinating, (laughs) marvelous play and the ability to have the hair pulling out of your scalp type play as well that he's so famous for. One of the most entertaining quarterbacks in the business. She's Courtney Crone and I'm Joe Fortenball. This has been Greeny on ESPN Radio. Thanks for riding shotgun with us. Barton Hahn coming up next. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Plus. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.